who the national team manager is matters, but not quite in the ways most people think about it. Most think a manager cannot impose a particular style of play on a national team, and that's just flat out wrong. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 343 Podcast, where we work tirelessly to elevate the level of discourse and practitionership here in American soccer. Today, I'm doing a little bit of an experiment. It's a short episode. It's a solo episode, and it deals with matters of the national team. Not just the U.S. men's national team, but national teams in general. But let me preface this by saying it doesn't matter where you happen to sit in the soccer ecosystem. If you want to best navigate your current, medium, and long-term circumstances, you need to be able to discern what's happening at the international level, the national level, the pro level, and the youth level. All of it. So for today's episode, if you find yourself preoccupied with youth soccer in America, and I know a significant percentage of our audience does concern itself with that, please keep that in mind. The better you have a grip on what's going on at the professional level, the better off you're going to be at the level you're at now. The challenge, of course, is discerning who are the good sources to be learning from. Okay, without further ado, let me jump into saying a couple of things. So in case you haven't heard Uruguay, you know, that tiny little nation in South America of 3 million people, has been on fire lately. In their latest matches, they beat both Brazil 2-0 and then also beat Argentina 2-0 away at one of the most difficult places to play on earth, that being Boca Juniors' Bombonera Stadium. Uruguay currently sit in second in South American World Cup qualifying broadly considered one of the most difficult regions in the world. They're ahead of Brazil, who sits in sixth place, by the way, and just two points behind Argentina. Who's the coach? Marcelo Bielsa. Which brings us to the most important consideration in all of this and the subject of our short episode today. Who the national team manager is matters, but not quite in the ways most people think about it. Most think a manager cannot impose a particular style of play on a national team. And that's just flat out wrong. I mean, it's true if the manager's not special, but it is not true when it comes to a truly top level manager. What prompted this topic is I came across a post on X that read, quote, everyone who claims a coach can't make a big difference at the international level should watch one of BS's teams, end quote. My reaction was, I wish it were that easy. I mean, here in American soccer in particular, and this guy was a Serbian national team fan, he had preceded that post by saying, I wish the Serbian national team had gotten Biesa when he was available. But here in American soccer, I also wish it were as simple as American soccer fans or supporters watching a Biesa match or two or 20 and then getting it, you know, really getting it. Because in many cases, some have watched games, and certainly a lot of members of the media have watched a Biesa match or two as well. I'm not going to say they've seen Biesa extensively, because the fact of the matter is, they haven't. But they have seen something. And most of the American soccer public, even if they were to watch a Biesa match or two or 10 or 20, I'm still saying I wish it were that easy. Most are stuck with this, and forgive me, this newbie notion that a national team manager has to implement a system that fits the players. 
and I'm putting a system in quotes, by the way, because I'm not so sure most people understand the system either. There's a number of incorrect notions that drive someone to believe this. I'll share a couple with you. For starters, it presumes the player pool is severely limited to the point that it's practically set in stone. And this, in turn, comes from the belief that there's a clear and obvious notion of, quote-unquote, best player. I wish we could graduate to understanding the reality that outside of outrageous outliers, and what I mean by outrageous outliers, are players you might see at a FIFA gala, or at least have a global consensus on being world-class. Outside of those three Sigma players, the question of who is best teeters on the nonsensical. The correct question, the correct framing, is who is best for a specific function, X, Y, or Z. And what I mean by a function is that it's tightly coupled to the system of play, the style of play, the identity that the manager wants. Let me see if I can give you an example. The best six or eight for Pep Guardiola would not be the best six or eight for Greg Burhalter or Jesse Marsh or Bruce Arena. They would choose different players. If the choice were between, say, a Busquets profile, a Sergio Busquets profile, or a Tyler Adams profile, these American managers would pick Adams 10 out of 10 times. If the choice were between, a, say, a Bernardo Silva or a Tony Cruz profile versus a Weston McKinney profile, these American managers would pick McKinney 10 out of 10 times. Now, if you extrapolate that to all the positions, imagine the entire player pool would change and who you as a fan would consider the player pool would be completely changed as a consequence of the manager's selections. So for instance, if Pep were to have come in here four years ago, let's say, and it was not Greg Berhalter, if it was Pep or if it was Mourinho or if it was Biesa and they chose the player pool, it could be 50, 75, 100% different than what you see right now. And you would be saying that those players are the best. But since Greg is in charge, he picked his type of players, his style of players, or whoever imposed certain players upon him. And that is who you now believe to be the quote-unquote best players. You can already see some of that on a micro scale when new players are given opportunities on the national team. All of a sudden, a decent performance here or there, and like magic, these new players are now considered part of the pool. And now, a virtuous or vicious cycle, depending on how one sees it, gets created. Specifically, those players who were platformed by the gatekeeper that is the national team head coach have their careers catapulted into higher-tier clubs, or at the very least, have their standing within their current clubs accelerated. Of course, it's then up to the player to continue earning their spot within their club. But the leap that was afforded them by being platformed with the national team cannot be overstated. The fan base then naturally believes these are the best players. But you see, it was principally based on a gatekeeper at the national team level making a selection. A selection, mind you, based on their view of football and in some cases, yes, special interests. A second reason that this whole newbie notion that a national team manager must implement a system that fits the players is incorrect 
is it presumes that since a manager doesn't work with the team on a daily basis, it's not possible to create a unified, dialed-in identity. An identity that's both of the manager's choosing and successful. This, again, is simply not true. Now, how do we know it's not true? That is the crux of the matter, isn't it? So this post by the Serbian national team fan, his solution, his thought was, oh, I wish, you know, our fan base would just watch a Biesa match or two. Guys, that's just not enough. Here in American soccer, I'm going to repeat, most of the experience of the fan base, the supporters, the media, is just watching the U.S. men's national team, and to a great degree, the loudest voices here in American soccer are also part of the MLS soccer demographic. And they live in this, uh, they live in this bubble, this domestic parochial bubble that is American soccer. Much of their views, much of their ideas, much of their philosophy, the, the thought process is based on watching MLS and hearing MLS. They principally watch the U.S. men's national team. And sure, they'll dabble with some Champions League. And sure, they'll watch some World Cup, of course. And sure, they'll watch a little bit of the Euros and maybe a Copa America here or there if the U.S. is playing. Otherwise, forget about it. So if you want to assess that a national team coach can have a huge impact and establish and impose his own style, his own identity, they're just not experienced with that. They just aren't. And so much of their global perspective is simply judged on superficial numbers or statistics. So somebody who's listening to this that fits the description I just gave, they might get the urge to go and compile some Biesa statistics, either with Chile or with Argentina, with whatever the case may be. They might go and nitpick either his statistics or the national team manager's statistics, cherry pick and say, look, this manager was not successful here, here, and here, and try to make a case that preserves their point of view. Never mind, they surely never watched the entire trajectory of matches they are nitpicking data points from. For instance, did they actually watch all of Biesa's matches with Argentina from 1998 to 2004? Did they watch all of his tenure with Chile from 2007 to 2011? I'll save you some time. The answer is no. No chance. If they watched anything at all, it might be a game here or there in the World Cup, and it was casual watching, by the way. Never mind, they surely never watched the entire trajectory of matches. So what would one have to do to come to the conclusion that international team managers can absolutely impose their identity, their style of play, and then consequently pick the players that conform to his style of play and be successful? What would one have to do to come to that conclusion? Well, it would take a long time. It would take many, many years of deliberate observation, detailed observation, of international football and of perhaps one particular manager and what their impact is on said national team. So for example, if we're talking about Chile, I mean, I've been watching the Chilean national team in qualifiers, in World Cups, in Copa America since I was a kid. So for 20 some odd years, I had watched, I mean, countless Chile matches. And then Marcelo Bielsa took over the Chilean national team and I saw the huge transformation that occurred. With that, and now with Uruguay, the same sort of thing. I've been watching Uruguay forever. And now Biesa takes over the Uruguayan national team and look what he is currently doing. Now, does that ensure that he is going to make Uruguay into a world power or a contender at the World Cup or even qualify? 
because they're in the qualification process still. Of course not. We're talking about style of play and imposing a particular style of play and selecting players that fit that style of play versus the contrary, which is this again, newbie incorrect notion that a player pool is set and you must, as a manager, adapt to your player pool. If it's not clear, that means changing your philosophy, changing your identity, changing the style of play. And that's just wrong. Unless, of course, the manager does not have the requisite skill to do it. In which case, it begs the question, why are they the national team manager? Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. A reminder for coaches, you can get both the free and premium coaching programs at 343coaching.com. Don't let anyone tell you your teams can't win by playing dominant possession-based football while also developing individual players to the highest levels. Nonsense. We've proved it at every single level, and so have hundreds of serious member coaches across the country. Now that we've moved on to the pro level, we're delivering everything we've learned in the program. Don't wait and continue delaying getting on a proven path. And parents, 343masterclass.com is where you want to go to get a working compass for navigating the American soccer landscape with your player. It's pretty bad out there, but let our experience guide you. Lastly, if you're coaching 7v7, we've got you covered there as well. Go to 7v7coaching.com. Until next time, cheers everyone and keep building.